Pavillon Afrique is a platform that promotes stakeholders of the film industry from Africa and its diaspora. With each episode, you will learn a little bit more about the ecosystem, thanks to our guests, professionals, experts, and film lovers. Welcome to all. Today, I am happy to introduce you to Jackie Motsepe. She is the Chief Operating Officer of the KwaZulu-Natal Film Commission. Her role is to put South Africa on the map as a shooting destination, and most importantly, as a provider of great content. Before this, Jackie held various positions in the broadcasting industry and audiovisual. Good morning, Jackie. Morning, morning, Karine. Morning, tell here. us, why did you choose a career in the film industry? How did all this begin? Well, I wonder if I chose the career or the career chose me. Oh. Um, it wasn't in, uh, initially where I was going on my, on my journey. Mm -hmm. um, I think just really my early studies were in the field of sociology and psychology. And um, I was really on that road of, um, you know, developing and becoming um, uh, a counsellor of, 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 of some sorts. Um, mm -hmm. I was really following the vein of, um, of psychology. Um, as it happens, you know, um, I was also at the same time working at an organisation at the time that was doing a lot of work on South Africa. I was living in the UK. Um, and they were doing quite a lot of work on South Africa, documentaries, obviously the political situation in the country was, was, was um, developing and becoming quite tense, moving towards, um, you know, elections and this sort of thing. And um, yes, yeah, so I worked in that organization, um, mainly promoting um, South African documentaries to the broadcasters in the UK. So your ITVs, your BBCs, and so on, and um, you know they would they would carry this content and, and broadcast it, and 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 so on. Um, so just you know moving forward to um, when I eventually came back to South Africa, finally. Um, again, it wasn't necessarily planned at the at the time, but just circumstances led me to to come back to to South Africa. Um, I just, you know, I'd already graduated. I was actually a trainee and psychologist at that point. Okay. I came back and started working at the South African Broadcasting Corporation, the SABC, which is the public uh, broadcaster in South Africa, and really working for the board there. It was the first sort of democratically elected board, um, you know, with very high level um, chairperson and CEOs, you know, so Lucky Sisulu, um, the chairperson was um, Ivy Matsipa Kasaburi. So it was working to establish, I suppose, a broadcaster for a new South Africa at the time um, and really developing strategies for all the, all the broadcast platforms, mm -hmm. you know, and I guess all of that you know, they say once you have um, the bug, once you're bitten by the bug of film and television, <laughs> it's very okay. difficult eh, to, to get away from it. So I was intrigued, you know, by the whole world um, of television at the time, you know, how it works, uh, the inner workings of, um, of television. Mm. I then 
progress to work um, within the channels, uh, the new channels, um, SABC3, SABC2, um, and working really on local content. Um, first of all, promoting the local content. Mm -hmm. um, on SABC3, which is your more commercial uh, channel um, at the time, it still is. And um, SABC2, which was actually the biggest channel, it had the biggest footprint in the, in the country. It reached a broader audience. Um, and I was working a lot with the dramas, local dramas, magazine shows, you know, all the um, local content that was being produced at the, at the time. So it's a very exciting time okay. in the country. Yeah, because you were at the beginning, like a new era, so. Yes, exactly, exactly. There was a lot of excitement, a lot of potential for the type mm -hmm. of content that we could be putting out. Obviously, all the censorships and so on had gone. So it was a, you know, people have the freedom now to tell their own stories. And it was really um, interesting, all the stories that were coming out, the dramas, the documentaries, um, people just wanting to express their experience at the time of, um, of the past, you know, dealing with apartheid. So we had a lot of that type of content um, being produced at the time, so. Okay. So you followed your career in this industry, and now you are in the KwaZulu-Natal uh, Film Commission. And KwaZulu-Natal is a region of one so of the most prominent African country when it comes to films. So what is its singularity compared to the rest of South Africa and also compared to other countries that have, let's say, the same kind of uh, landscape than you have? In terms of the country, we're obviously on the on the coast. It's uh, 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 basically KZN and Durban in particular. It's a place where the rest of the country basically comes on on holiday. It's a huge holiday destination. Um, in terms of film, we're now the third um, biggest province. Um, we have nine provinces in the country mm -hmm. in total. Um, so we, we're actually the third, we're growing. There's just been a new economic impact study that's been uh, put out. Whereas initially we had sort of 9% um, of the market. The new study, which came out in July, um, says that we are actually 12%. So we've had quite a um, you know, substantial growth in the last um, seven years. And I think we're really anchoring ourselves um, as, a, as a force in the, in the country, as a region for, for film. So it's very coastal, um, very tropical. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's lush and green and, and we've got the biggest mountain range actually in the country, the Drakensberg. So there's the, 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 there are very many um, different types of locations within very pro close proximity to each other. Very easy to get to, very easy to access. Um, and I think that that's probably um, our, our biggest uh, differentiator in the, in the country. A lot of um, you know your big Hollywood films have shot in the province, uh, mainly because of its locations. So your Blood Diamond, some of the scenes um, shot here, as well as Roots, the the, the recent series um, that was produced has um, has also shot here. So we you know we have been used as a location for some of the quite sort of unique scenes um, uh, and, and unique locations that we that we have. Okay. I would say that our other biggest uh, differentiator is really our uh, history, the culture. The Zulu culture is actually very well known internationally. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. And there's a lot of interest in that history. You know, your, your Shaka Zulu um, films and series have been, have been, have been made on that. Um, and we also um, have the biggest uh, population, um, the biggest Indian population outside of India is actually in KwaZulu-Natal. Um, you know, we, we're called the Little Little India. It's quite a little known fact um, about us. Yeah, I didn't so, know that. Yes, you know, so um, I think those are the, 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 in terms of history, culture, those are things that make us quite um, interesting, you know, dif differentiate us. And there has been quite a lot of interest really in, in, in developing the next uh, Shaka Zulu film um, in, the, in the province. Um, so it's very rich in culture, very rich in, in history as well. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So welcoming an international production in the KwaZulu-Natal territory is a cultural and creative exchange between the professionals, the artists, and the country. To which extent do you consider that this action has a political connotation to it? Um, yes, it is uh, definitely uh, cultural. Um, we invite uh, and we attract, obviously, um, productions to, to work with our local industry. As I've mentioned, we have a very, very rich culture. I think we have a, we have a lot to offer. We have been speaking quite a lot to uh, filmmakers across the continent, really just to see how we can explore our various cultures. And it's interesting, the films that have come out have really just, uh, you know, been sort of your romantic kind of films uh, with the Zulu and, uh, you know, uh, another tribe from the continent, uh, mm -hmm. you know, coming together in marriage. And it gives a, a unique opportunity to, to explore that, uh, the, 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 the two cultures. Um, but yes, our, our attraction is, uh, is cultural um, because that is the basis mainly uh, for co-productions, one of the bases for, for, for co-productions that get produced. Um, but it's also about um, investment, um, you know, where we're looking to, to build uh, an economy here in KZN um, so that we actually do have um, an industry that's able to service you know both uh, local and um, and international films um, and we're also looking to to grow audiences um, you know uh, we're looking for more more audiences obviously for for our South African content um, but likewise the people that we that we partner with um, would also be looking for audiences in the in the local market so yes we do um, engage at a at a cultural level um, but there are many layers, um, you know, in terms of um, investment, economy, um, you know, uh, creating jobs for our crews um, that, are, that are really um, one of our primary focuses. Okay, because I understand that South Africa in general encourages the incoming producers to procure at least 20% 20, 20 of goods and services from 51% uh, of Black-owned uh, local companies, it is the case in the KwaZulu-Natal as well? Do I have the right figures? Oh, yes, no, absolutely. Um, yes, so, so, so what you're speaking about is a very important rebate, um, actually, that has been introduced in the country by the Department of, um, of Trade and Industry. Um, obviously, we all know the history of South Africa, where we come from, um, you know, the legacy of uh, apartheid is still very, much with us in the country, you know, it's 27 years later. Um, mm. But in terms of transforming the economy in real terms, um, we, we, we really haven't seen 
a massive shift and a massive change. So in the film industry, um, the incentive has been introduced to really um, fast track that, um, that transformation. Um, because what, it, what it's saying is that um, when in order to qualify for the incentive, at least 20% of the supply chain. So, you know, obviously you, you, a film would have crew, but there's a very big supply chain that services a film, especially your, your big um, international films. Um, you know, they really do create a lot of jobs um, in, the, in the economy. So the incentive is really there. They're trying to say that at least 20% um, of that should specifically be targeted at, um, at uh, black suppliers, as well as uh, at black, black crew. And it, it goes further to say that um, even the ownership of the, of the company um, you know, has to show a substantial um, black, um, black ownership. Um, so yes, it's uh, an instrument that's really there to fast track um, the, 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 the progress of, um, of transformation in the country. And it definitely does apply to Kuzi Mattel as well. It's applicable throughout the country. Okay, so when was this implemented? A long time ago or is just recent? So this is, um, it's probably about two um, years ago. Um, mm. We're looking probably at, uh, yes, 2018, 2019. It's, um, it's fairly recent, actually. Okay. Um, it's fairly recent, but it's, it's, it's been, it's been, um, it's being implemented, I would say, more, more forcefully, definitely in the last year, um, just to ensure that um, it, it does what, it, what, 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 it's, what it's been designed to do. Okay, uh, let's talk now about treaties. We know that South Africa is very strong on treaties and film treaties are really tools to develop co-productions in Africa and beyond. Uh, can you name a few countries you have treaties with? And what are your objectives in the next, let's say five years to have more treaties with, with the countries, not only in Africa, but beyond Africa as well? Yes, so we have uh, nine treaties, um, mostly with, uh, with Europe. Uh, so France, the UK, Germany, Canada, um, the UK, Ireland, uh, we have treaties with, um, we've also got a, quite a, a, a new treaty with, uh, with Brazil, which we're quite um, excited about. Uh, Italy, we also have a treaty with the Netherlands. Um, so it's, 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 it's quite a number of countries, Australia, New Zealand as well, uh, we, have, uh, we have treaties with. So it's quite a number of countries, you know, in, um, in Europe and I guess uh, the South, because we, the, the intention with Brazil is, um, you know, for us, because we're part of the BRICS countries. Um, is for us also to see if we can have treaties with them, some of the other, other BRICS countries. Um, but we have started with Brazil and that's, that's been quite um, significant. We don't have any treaties, however, with any um, African country. Um, there have been a lot of discussions for quite a number of years now um, with Nigeria, um, as well as with Kenya. Um, Kenya, it seems that we, we are quite close um, to securing um, a treaty uh, with, with, with Kenya. There have been discussions also with, um, with Algeria, um, you know, to, to discuss uh, treaties, uh, mainly because of, you know, the, the historical um, ties that we actually do have um, with Algeria, which is, um, which, which is really quite um, interesting. They have got a massive um, archive, African archive um, of content um, that um, our producers have been exploring. 
So we don't have a treaty with an African country. Would you say um, that it takes more time just to come to a treaty with an African country than with another country? It, and it's one of the reasons why you haven't got one yet? That has been our experience. So it hasn't been for, for lack of trying. Um, that has really been our, our experience. And obviously the thing that um, puts a treaty in place quicker um, is if both countries do have financial instruments at a, at a government level. Um, and what we're finding is that a lot of African countries um, don't have any particular type of fund you know, to, to support the industry. Um, and I think that, that that's really been, you know, one of the one of the stumbling blocks um, in, in, in confirming the, the treaties. So, I mean, the discussions have been good. Um, they've been, you know, quite, uh, quite cordial. Um, and we've done quite a lot um, in terms of explaining to our African counterparts how we actually structured our incentives, how we've structured our, our industry. Um, because before working at the KwaZulu Natal Film Commission, I also I was working at the National Film and Video Foundation, um, and that was a lot of work that we that we did do at the time, and I think it still continues, where we basically share knowledge um, of how we how we put these um, these financial instruments together. So I think there has been a lot of learning. I definitely do think there is a, a shift. And I'm hoping pretty soon that we, 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 will, have a, we will have a treaty with, um, with an African country at a government-to-government -government level. But what we are doing at the moment is um, still pursuing co-productions without the treaty, because obviously that is still possible. Um, so we've uh, really, um, from our side, funded and partnered uh, with productions. Um, the money, I guess, from the other side is coming mainly, from, mainly privately. There isn't any government money with our African partners as yet, but it is still possible to make the films. So how does a treaty work? I mean, what is uh, uh, what are the uh, commitments on each party regarding funding? Does it mean that if you work, you have a co-production, the, the country you have a treaty, we, we put the same amount of money? Or is it that? So it's a, it's a, it's a negotiation. Um, mm -hmm. It really depends uh, because with all the various treaties that I've mentioned, the, the percentages, you know, they, they, they differ. And it really does depend on that, 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 that type of uh, negotiation. So, you know, it could be a 60-40, it could be a 70-30, um, you know, whatever makes sense, uh, mm -hmm. you know, for the, for the two countries and within that, Okay, but still, it means that the other country has to put some. So this is why, if the uh, the other African country African countries don't have a fund, it's difficult to really say tell them. Okay, uh, for each movie, you have to put this amount. So it doesn't make it's not really easy to do that. I understand better now. Okay. Yes, for an official treaty. Yes. Okay. Um. So uh, Kenya, uh, Nigeria. And uh, Kenya and Nigeria, yeah, yeah, that's who we've been we've been speaking to, um, and we are exploring other 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 territories. We're going to be in Rwanda, for instance, um, you know, later in the year. I think a lot of people are going to be attending Discop. Um, we're also looking at uh, Africa, uh, Ghana, Carthage, um, you know, Tunisia.
um, and as, as I've mentioned, Algeria as well. So, okay. yeah, the other partnerships. So you're going to expand your treaties. Yes, uh, yes, so. our co-productions at least for now, <laughs> and then hopefully they will result in treaties. Yes, okay. So how, uh, how much does the industry contribute to the region, to the KwaZulu-Natal GDP? Um, so it, it is it is it is twelve percent um, as I, as I've mentioned earlier, um, and, and that's a that's a new um, new indication for us, um, and it, it it shows growth because we've been on nine percent for the longest time. Um, okay. So the fact that we 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 have actually now grown by three percent, I think, is actually quite um, quite substantial. Okay, so that's great. Are you aware of the uh, report from UNESCO on the film industry in Africa? I'm, I'm, I'm aware of it. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, I, I because I was really surprised because it says that 59% of the countries don't, uh, you know, or don't um, gather information about their film industry. So they don't know, uh, you know, the, the volume that it brings to the GBP. They, they, they just don't know. So they had, I mean, uh, I'm very happy that this report exists. But I do hope, you know, like they will have one every, let's say, two years, because 59%, uh, it means that most of the report is based on estimates, yes. Yes. you know? No, so I, I know that uh, um, South Africa participated with uh, real figures, hard figures. So this, uh, I, I think you really should continue, you know, educating your counterparts. So, you know, we, we, because, you know, when we do something, everybody, you know, you have to base on facts and figures. So if you don't have them, you just do it by talking with people, having their feelings, but you feel more secured when it's based on actual uh, figures. No, absolutely. I mean, we do those studies quite quite frequently in South Africa, um, mm -hmm. and yes, I mean, you know, we're we're we're, we're really open to sharing um, what we do, how we do it, mm -hmm. um, and we have, um, like I've mentioned in the past, you know, we, we've traveled to several African countries, um, doing presentations, you know, to the to government officials, uh, basically explaining how we how we do things and it does it does take a while i suppose you know to um convince uh the governments and countries when there are other competing priorities you know um but i have definitely seen a, a shift i've seen more of an interest when it when it does come to film um and it's always encouraging when you do see um film festivals and film markets you know being presented in in different countries um, you know, with some kind of support from, from, from government. I think it is an indication that there is um, a shift, yes. Okay. Uh, the KwaZulu-Natal Film Commission website states its vision, I, I, I quote, a globally competitive, transformed and sustainable film industry. How close are you to achieving this vision? What is your target? You are 12%, what is your target? Or what would be for you the figure that will show you that you are go you are there? Yeah, we're we're, we're on the road. That's, that's that's obviously our our vision. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we when we say transformed, we're talking about transformation, um, and that's very much what that rebate um, that we spoke about earlier speaks to. Mm -hmm. 
um, you know, transforming um, in South African terms, the, the racial dynamics, um, the ownership of the economy, mm -hmm. um, and having a more equitable um, film industry in terms of, um, of ownership. So right now we've got a lot of uh, black uh, practitioners at uh, crew level, um, at low level uh, uh, crew level, at, at low level crew rather, mm -hmm. but we don't have heads of department, we don't have owners of companies, so we really want to see a diverse and transformed um, industry. Our target is um, is 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 seventy percent okay. um, of uh, of black crew um, on um, on any production, which is something that we we don't have at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, in terms of the the market per se, you know, even though we haven't really um, you know put our a stick in the sand and saying that this is the percentage that we want to occupy um, in the in the industry. I think if we are at least at um, at uh, at thirty percent, you know, within the next um, let's say five, uh, um, you know, five five to ten years, I think we would have really really progressed um, very well um, as a as a as a region that is uh, contributing to to the to the GDP in the in the country. Because um, you know, Gauteng and the Western Cape are are very strong, um, but we do see ourselves really um, growing to at least um, reaching that um, that level in the in the near future. Okay, so those are your challenges, and uh, I guess you have some uh, legal uh, matters to put into place so to uh, achieve it, or do will you achieve it through? Um, training so through this kind of soft decision i would say so yeah so we've got several programs um that are in place to actually to actually deal with that uh training is a very very big part of it um also training in specialist skills so we do the fundamental training um you know uh, giving filmmakers the the basic skills and filling in the skills gaps as well because a lot of our filmmakers are self-taught um, but we also are looking at, um, at specialist skills um, so that with our film school graduates in particular, um, we can fast track them um, and have a, a roadmap for them to become um, heads of departments in their area, areas of specialization. Um, we have a huge lack of um, producers. Um, we have a, a, a lack uh, when, when it comes to script writers. Um, and then also within certain certain departments, um, you know, like your 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 lighting, your your, your camera department, uh, we really don't have those specialist skills. You know, cinematography um, is also something that we are really um, focusing on. So. Um, these programs are really aimed at that. We've also got a small business program. Um, so this is uh, really to encourage our filmmakers um, to focus on the on the business of film. Um, you know, yes, obviously film is a is a creative uh, process, but we uh, want to create CEOs that are running companies as a as a business. So we've got a small business um, development program where we train, um, you know, we look at all the business principles, um, ensuring that um, the, the companies are working not, not from project to project, but they have a pipeline of projects that they um, are working on. Also seeing how um, the companies can diversify their offering. Um, so, you know, you find with a lot of filmmakers, there's a passion project, there's a film that they want to make, there's a, 
feature documentary that they're pursuing. Um, so whilst working on that, because we know that that takes a while, it takes several years, um, how do you diversify? Um, look at, um, you know, making uh, business videos, um, you know, basically your small commercials for some of the, the companies um, that are in your, in your area. Um, and what other skills, um, you know, can you, um, can you use from your own skill set to, to diversify your, your, your offering and um, what you actually um, put out there in the market instead of focusing on the one business. So we do look at cash flows and there's a lot of training on how to actually um, uh, access funds because mm -hmm. a lot of our filmmakers actually struggle to access even our fund, um, the national fund, because, you know, there's a lot of uh, paperwork, there's a lot of mm -hmm. compliance that's involved. Always. <laughs> government funds you know and um for somebody who is a is a creative that isn't always at the at the top of mind so mm -hmm. our business uh, development program is really um aimed at um you know getting uh, filmmakers into the practice of how to how to access uh, funding um you know because once they're able to access our funds they're then able to access the national fund they can access the rebate um, there are quite a number of, of financial instruments in South Africa that they could um, that they could access, but you know it, it really just does require for that um, that paperwork to be done. So small business development is 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 very important um, because obviously they then once they've grown and established, they're able to um, create jobs, um, you know, in the in the economy. Um, our film fund is obviously very important, uh, you know, to, to, to develop uh, local, local content. Um, we have special programs um, that we have um, under, the, under the film fund, and these are really there to um, help our emerging filmmakers, um, which is really a, a big base of the industry here in, in KZN, is to um, help our emerging um, uh, filmmakers to to upskill so it's a it's a it's a mentorship program so in every single phase of production you know from development through to production also through to post-production um, those uh, emerging filmmakers are actually mentored um, and the aim is then for those films to eventually be put on one of the broadcast platforms whether it's the SABC or, or one of the um, commercial um, TV platforms um, we also have um, a program that we are currently uh, working on with the BET, where again, our local filmmakers, ones that are more experienced, um, are producing short films um, for BET. Um, there's a series that we've just launched um, that's currently on BET Africa, The Seven Deadly Sins. And all of that content was produced in KZN with our, with our, local, with our local filmmakers. Um, with the Made for TV program, we actually made uh, 10 of those films. Um, we're almost, we've almost concluded that. Nine have been fully packaged. Um, and those eventually will go out into the, into the market. So there are very specific um, interventions that we do make, um, you know, in order to assist us with our targets for transformation, um, you know, but also to, to upskill the, the industry. We also have a very specific women filmmaker program. Um, because when it comes to our targets for women, we really do struggle. We have a 50% target um, and we're really hovering around the 30, 35% uh, in terms of the women uptake of our, of our fund. 
So we have a you know, special program where we partner with the National Film and Video Foundation. Um, and from the producer to the director and so on, we basically work with uh, women filmmakers to, to develop that, um, that, that content. Um, so we have um, specially designed programs um, to assist our, our industry. There's also um, a graduate training program that we have that we, we call it the Film Industry Transformation Initiative. It's also another transformation program. This is for our graduates, people that come out of film school. Mm -hmm. um, and as you know, when you graduate from film school, you're not quite work ready. Um, and here we bring in experts, specialists, mostly from Houting, Johannesburg, to work with our graduates, um, to upskill them, get them to produce um, a lot of content, sharpen their skills. Writing is a very important part of the FITI program and also developing um, producers um, and experts in, in each department. We've been running it for three years now. Um, our group that we started with um, are actually graduating in, in November. Um, and there's a production that they've put out. Basically, they did um, you know, everything on their own. Um, and they're graduating and we are placing them. We're giving them work placements in um, the different productions, yeah. some of which we fund, mm -hmm. um, and some are actually with our, our broadcasters, um, you know, so that, so that once okay, they graduate- so you really have a lot of uh, uh, propositions or whatever, uh, stage people are whatever they want to do to help them and get things done. Yes, you know, I think the the the, the program for transformation it, it it has to be deliberate. Um, you know, it can't happen by chance. So we do have to put programs in place to ensure that um, that it does happen. Um, and this rebate is, I think, a huge help. You know, to to all of us um, because it really just. Uh, is a, is a catalyst for all these different initiatives that we that we have in place. Okay, uh, now just to wrap up, could you tell me three movies from South Africa that you could recommend and that just come out of your head, and then that would you would recommend to people to watch? Okay, um, well, the first one, even though it wasn't shot in KZN, but it's a beautiful film. It opened our film festival last year. It's entitled, It's Not a Burial. It's a, it's a, it's a resurrection. Doing extremely well. It's done one awards in most of, the, most of the major film festivals around the world. It's a beautiful film, which was actually shot in Lesotho. It was Lesotho's official entry into the into the Oscars, actually. Um, wonderful, wonderful film. Another film I'd recommend was shot in KZN. Um, it's, uh, it's called The Letter Reader. It's actually on Netflix at the moment. It's a mm -hmm. beautiful short film, shot really in rural, rural KZN. So you see the beautiful landscapes, but it is also a very beautiful, small, touching, touching story. It's also done very well um, um, at, a, at a number of festivals and won um, a lot of awards. Um, the third one is also ours. It's, uh, it's called Buddha in Africa. It's a documentary, one of our documentaries that has uh, traveled well. Um, and it's actually uh, Buddha in Africa. It's about um, basically an orphanage um, that is run by the, by the Chinese. 
um, on the on the continent um, and it's followed the growth of these children actually from when they were small uh, right up until the ages of um, you know 15 16 when they were when they were teenagers quite a, a fascinating documentary um, really to watch and I can go on about the Candace Armies which is on Netflix as well and other other films that we've produced okay so we will watch it we we will follow your your lead okay thank you so much Jackie it has been a pleasure to get to dive into what you do at KZN and see what uh, you know people can uh, come to you uh, from these countries, from France, for example, where you have a co-production treaty with. But I noted that you don't work only with countries you have treaties with, but also you anchor, you promote uh, other kind of uh, co-productions. Thank you so much, Jackie. Thank and you. Hope to see you soon. Subscribe and tune in next time.